There is life after infidelity. Walk right up to him fearlessly, confidently. So I have to walk right up to God. This is what the Bible says now. It's not what Jim says. This is what the Bible says, Carlos. If I've sinned, I have to walk right up to God and say, God, I've sinned. Come boldly. If I don't do that and I listen to my feelings and I listen to the devil, the devil says, you ain't worthy. My feelings say, you've blown it. How could you have done that? Feelings. I've got to get beyond feelings. I've got to get beyond what the devil says and get to what God says because ultimately against him have I sinned. And he's the one that's provided the solution, right? Bravely, the devil does not want us to come to our Father with this knowledge and this confidence and his willingness to forgive us. God's unmerited favor, that's what grace is. We all know that. The mercy of God, that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. Listen, take the mercy, accept the help. It's that simple. I can't spend too long here. I won't get the rest of it done. The process of restoration. I borrowed this. I give credit for it at the end of it from someone. It is so beautiful. When you read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, God is a God of restoration. Man, is he a God of restoration. Taking broken things, making them new. He's the God of Genesis, of new beginnings. Look around you this morning. Every one of us in this place, if it weren't for this fact that God is a God of new beginnings, where would we be? And there's always that person who says, well, bless God, since I've been saved, I've been perfect. I'm so glad I'm not like the rest of them Christians out there. Yeah, stick around, sister, brother. We'll see if we can't take that mask off of you, give you some real glasses. God is a God of starting over, of Genesis and regenesis. He composts life's sour fruit, moldering rank and decomposing. He applies the organic matter to our new day chances. He freshens the world with dew. He hydrates, that means waters. <laughs> he hydrates withered human hearts with this downpouring of his Holy Spirit. I like this church. This is good. Uh, that's good. Okay. Restoration. Learning from David. Forgiveness. And I'm going to hammer this, and I'm going to hammer this, and I'm going to hammer this. Forgiveness is instantaneous. Restoration is a process. I'm forgiven the minute I ask, but the process of restoration may take some time. We can learn from David. Back up. i got to stop there. Consequences. Infidelity will damage the home. A seed has been sown. The harvest will not be a welcome one. And we see that David... There was a period of mourning. After he'd been confronted, there was a period of mourning. And there needs to be that period of mourning. This is why if you're a leader, you need to step down. You don't, you don't wait until the pastor or somebody else tells you to step down. You take yourself out. Have enough God-given common sense to realize if you've committed infidelity, you're not qualified to be a leader of any kind. Sit down. Shut up and mourn over your sin. That's what David did when he was confronted. He mourned. He put sackcloth and ashes on. This is the mark of a true repentant person. When there's mourning, when there's recognition of the hurt of that sin, when you've got somebody that stands up proud and, and defends their sin and refuses to acknowledge their sin, they're not repentant. And they're useless in the kingdom of God. They've become a God unto themselves. David went into a period of mourning and he mourned. He knew there was going to be terrible loss. He lost the respect of his family, his leaders, his followers. He needed time and he took himself out.